Hello all, this is JC3 from Is This Real? Do you want to start your own podcast? Then look no further than Buzzsprout.com. We here at Green Hour Media use Buzzsprout, and we love the team at Buzzsprout. They are all about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Follow the link in our show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It gets you a $20 paid Amazon gift card if you sign up with a paid plan and help support our show. Join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout.com to get your message out to the world. From the Keith Vincent Kaola Studios in Patterson, New Jersey, Green Hour Media proudly presents Is This Real? Tonight, the curse of 1940, also known as Dutton's Curse. Was it real? We're going to talk about it. And now here's your host, JC3. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fantastic episode of Is This Real? Is This Real? Tonight's episode is presented by Dubby. Dubby, by Dubby. Go to w.gg, get your energy drink, uh, get your 10% off code. Is This Real PC? Punch in, get your 10% off any Dubby products. And tonight's, any Dubby products. As tonight's episode, Dad, turn around and said, we are talking about the Dutton Curse. Yeah, it's Dutton's Curse. It's Dutton's Curse, or the Curse of 1940 of the New York And before we go any further, I just want to say that this episode, I'm dedicating this episode to my late brother Keith, who was a diehard Ranger fan, and we have the scars to prove it. And uh, Moment of silence. We teased the shit out of him. We did. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for Uncle Keith and all of our fo- people who died. All right, so uh, rest in peace, Keith. Rest in peace, Uncle Keith. This is why we have the Angry Uncle Studios. The angry, the angriest Kevin, man in the land. The Keith Kaola Studios is named after Uncle Keith, who was a big Ranger fan. Uh, but let me introduce who we have in the booth tonight. It's a short list. You have me, JC3, Big Joe. Say hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our program. And you have Mr. West, Mr. West in the building. Fresh off the plate, Konnichiwa, bitches. And we are talking about the, like I said, the curse of 1940, or the Dutton's curse, if you will. Uh, I thought there wasn't a lot to this curse. You know, it's a sports curse. When, when, there, when, especially in this season, we have a lot of curses that we go through. You know, we had uh, what was the 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 curse of the Bambino a couple weeks ago? Yeah, Madden's curse. Uh, Madden's curse. These are see, Madden is more of a video game curse. You know, it, it has to do with football, yes, and it you know went into football, but it had to do with the video game itself. Right. This, I don't know anything about it. I'll be honest. Uh, the only the only thing I, I listened to is because you know back in. Well, I, I wasn't born, but you told me back in '94 when they won the cup, uh, the the crowd was chanting 1940. Well, no, what happened was that 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 1940 actually came about with the New York Islanders. See, the, the, the New York Islanders and New York Rangers. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back into a little time warp here. Uh, <laughs> for years, the Rangers couldn't get out of their own way. They'd make it to the 
they would make it so far and then they would get out, you know, get blown out. In 1979, they got to the Stanley Cup finals. They got their backs blown out. Right. They, yes. won, they won the first game. Everybody thought, oh, you know what, three more ago, and they were playing against the Montreal Canadiens, and the Canadiens just came by and beat the living shit out of them the next four and beat them four games to one. So, again, the curse came back. Now, the curse, when people started chanting 1940, that was the rain, that was the, the Islander fans were giving it back to the Ranger fans and just they were chanting 1940, then, then they would clap. So the Ranger fans, not to be, you know... <laughs> Would come would come out with with their version of they didn't like Dennis Potvin the captain of the of the Islanders at the time and there was some talk that he used to you know he had domestic violence charges against him for smacking his wife around so they would come back with beat your wife Potvin beat your wife so it, you know back in the day <laughs> back in the day it was it was a lot of fun Ranger Islander games were great. The rivalry was great. I hated the Islanders. I'm not a Ranger fan by any stretch, but I always would side with the Rangers because I, you know, my brother was a Ranger fan. And I really wanted him to, to experience what I have experienced as a Canadian fan. So that's where that came from. It didn't come back. And I, how this curse started was, in their first year in existence, the the Rangers. That was 1926-27. They came. They they um. That's old as dirt. They won a division title. Okay. Older than sliced bread, I believe. No, well, they won a division title. I think so, yeah. No, no, no. Sliced bread, I think, was like in 25. Okay. And in their second year... Around the same Betty time. White was older than sliced bread. In the second year, they won the Stanley Cup against the Montreal Maroons. They would win two more cups in 32-33 and 39-40. and 40. During the 39-40 season, the mortgage on the Rangers' home arena, Madison Square Garden, was paid off. Hence, the management of the Madison Square Garden Corporation symbolically burned the mortgage in the bowl of the cup. Oh. This led some hockey fans to believe that the cup, which is regarded almost as a sacred object, and it is, has been desecrated, leading the hockey gods to place a curse on the Rangers. Not the hockey gods. Yes, the hockey gods. The gods of hockey. The gods of hockey. Now, you gotta gotta put yourself in, in the fans' perspective. You know, that is the holy grail for of hockey sports thing, yeah. trophies. You can have your NFL trophies and whatever. Wait, you you thinking that the Stanley Cup chan- the, the the Stanley Cup itself is is more prolific, prolific, more notorious, than, respected, than, more respected than than the Marty than any trophy? other trophy on the planet? Yes, you really. Th- even even the FIFA or the World Cup trophy. Yes, and I'll tell you why. People have come from other countries. Just to experience the chance to win the Lord Stanley's Cup and hold it high and drink out of it, and Lord Stanley's they Cup. They take you understand with 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 all the mother cups. I don't know if they you go have on been tour. banished from the league. <laughs> this cup now it has several incarnations, but the cup itself twelve years dungeon. Had, when the winning team gets everybody gets a chance to take that cup home. And, yeah, they still and, do that, now. and they, they they'll have a parade through town, yeah. or you know whatever. And you get and you, look you, if you look at the the cup itself, Eric, you could see there's writing on the side. Each winning team gets their name engraved on their cu- on the cup. So technically, you are enshrined forever on that cup for winning it. Damn. So like, 
do they add layer? Do they add these layers to it or something? Because like I don't. I that's my whole question. Because like how do they keep? How do they? If you start running out of room, Dad, like do you add just another like ring to the cup? You know, it's 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 funny because there are some they're gonna have to eventually because yeah. But how how long? Well, what happens is. Do they add a second cup? No, no. They're gonna they'll they'll add another ring, but they'll take the first ring off, and it'll be in the it'll be in the the uh, hockey hall of fame. So that's what it really comes. Uh, yeah. So how do they? They like donuts, so it's just like. Well, how do they decide which one? Like for the top three layers, it's hard to sit there. Well, and... they go by the top. Like the top layer would be the most distant, so you want to take that one off, and then. Take the neck, you know, push the cup Well, up. but how do you sit there and do that? Because if you engrave these over here, which means they always have to engrave a new one. Yeah. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Howard Dory. And I'm Jess Dory. And we host Plotting Through the Presidents. We take deeply researched, deeply irreverent dives into the myths, mysteries, and scandals of the men and women who shaped America. Join us as we dive deep into topics like... The undeniable ribs of Aaron Burr. The what now? And the odd feeding habits of everyone's favorite founder, John, John Adams? Adams. Subscribe and follow Plotting Through the Presidents now to plot along with us. Find out more at plodpod.com. It's like welded on. It's, oh, it's never going to get any Is this thing bigger. made out of gold? It's never going to get any I don't know what it's made out of. It's actually silver. Like pure silver? Uh, I don't know about the purity of it. But it is, you know, it is my opinion, and it's, I'm sure there are other people who will disagree with me, and that's fine. But it is the holy grail of sports trophies because it's so revered and it's so respected that. Uh, nice. The hell was that? Probably the chair, the chair that fell. Wow. Well, anyway, um, you know, there's there's other theories too about um, about the the curse. Why they call it the Dutton's curse? Um, is that the curse came from Red Dutton, the coach and general manager of the range of the New York Americans, for whom he played for. Mm. The Amherst were actually the first NHL team to play in New York City, beginning play as soon as the Garden opened in 1925-26. However, the original owner, bootlegger Bill Dwyer, found the going difficult with the end of prohibition, and the NHL took over ownership of the team in 1937. They made five playoff appearances, including a quarterfinal loss to the Rangers in 28-29 and a quarterfinal win over the Rangers in 37-38. However, after beating the Rangers, the Americans fell to the eventual Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawks in the late in late 1938 semifinals, the closest they've ever come to winning the Cup until you know, most recently. Um, so that's another... I don't know why how that would play into it at all. Um, so I'll read on them. Then. Following the 41-42 season, many NHL players entered the armed forces to fight World War II. This hurt the Americans more than the other teams, and so Dutton announced his team would suspend operations for the duration of the war. He was named NHL president upon the death of Frank Calder, which I believe the Calder Cup is named yeah, after. Absolutely true. In 1943, a post he held until 1946 when he resigned. Replaced by the Clarence by Clarence Campbell, uh, Dutton had resigned the league presidency with the intention of reviving the Americans. However, the league, with the encouragement of Garden management, uh, re- reneged, reneged 
on a long-standing promise to allow the Americans to return. A bitter Dutton decided that the Rangers would never win the cup for as long as he lived. He died in 87-88. At that time, the Rangers were their 47th season without having won the cup. Which is kind of strange because five years later, they do win the cup. Well, it's easy to have a question. Uh, That sounds very ignorant. So hockey started in Canada? Hockey was or the league or the league of or the 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 NHL. No, the NHL actually was started. You have six teams in the NHL. Six original teams in the NHL. You would have the Montreal Canadiens, the New York Rangers. Well, you're going to go with the best. You start with the best. No, I'm saying let's see if you can get all six. Oh, Montreal, Uh Montreal Canadiens, New York Rangers, Uh Detroit Red Wings, Uh Chicago Blackhawks, Uh Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs. There you go. Anybody else? He got got all six. Don't fuck with me when it comes to the NHL. Who was the seventh? The seventh? I have no idea. (laughs) They're almost almost like the the last guy picked in the draft. What what do they call that? The uh, The last pick? Yeah, they they call him the... uh, Uh, The the, the Mr. Uh, Anonymous? or something like that. Um, just they're gonna call him the fucking uh, uh, Brock Purdy. That's what they're gonna call him now. No, I only I only ask because like a lot of these because I'm seeing that a lot of these names are coming from like Canadian journalists and like people from Canada. Well, like, the, these, like, Canada. The reason. Hold on. Canada is, you know, Canada is the birthplace of hockey. General, not the NHL so much. Even though it's not the their hockey. national sport. It is not their national sport. Lacrosse is. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I said. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, it can't be. Oh, they love their lacrosse. They love their, they love their soccer up there. They love their sticks. It is a weird college sport. That's what a lacrosse is. Wow. Shout That's out to Canada. Know. Shout out to Canada. Um, but yeah, so it, it's... You guys can't own guns. It's okay. Even though, like, even though 20, <laughs> sad. 25 of the 32 teams are American teams. 25? There's only seven... Canadian teams. Whoa, what's the last team? The last, the last team that won the, the Stanley Cup. The last Canadian team that won the Stanley Cup was the Montreal Canadiens. In 94? In 90. 94. Uh, 93. 93. I don't think that's true, sir. Well, look it up because I, I since this Gary Bettman type got in here, now he done he's done a lot of stuff for the league, but he's also did a lot of damage to the Canadian teams. All the Canadian teams. Yeah. I mean, they really wanted to push more of the Canadian uh, of the American they wanted to get more Americanized the problem with the hockey and I, I mean, with I, the hockey the problem with hockey is you're either great or you're so-so and when you start having teams you know just to bring teams into another market and instead of now you got 28 teams now you got 32 teams you know you're expanding the pool of good players and that's taken away from some franchises who can't afford it you know, like the Canadian teams are not working on their ma- major budgets. The Montreal Canadiens never went seven years without winning the Stanley Cup. They've gone now since 1993. So now that's 30 years without winning the Cup, and they're in no position this year to even get close to it. If they were in the finals, I think it was last year, or the year before, whatever, but they got smoked, and they just went downhill since then. So... That's got to tell you something. Gary Bettman no, took the you're league right. over. Okay. Yeah. Gary Bettman took the, last, the league yeah, over. Yeah, the last time the, a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup 93? was 93 with the Montreal Canadiens. And it's sad because, you you know, this, these markets, these people love it. They still come out. 
you know, well, look at okay. So since '93, let's look at all this. I know this is nothing to do with the ball, the, the New York Ranger curse, but it's a very interesting thing in my book. Let me put it like this: so since the Canadians won, you have the Rangers who won. So that's that broke big the market. Curse. New York Rangers was a big market, right? Yeah, New York, New Jersey, which is a big market. It is still the New York market. Colorado Avalanche. It's, I guess you put it in the Denver market because they play in Denver, I think. Yeah. So I guess that's somewhat of a big market. Detroit, big market. Dallas, big market. The Jer- Devils again, a big market. Colorado again. Detroit again. The Devils again. Tampa Bay would be the only team. The reason. Let's just hold on a minute. I know, and again, this is like a little off the beaten topic. But let's just say for all you Islander, for all you Ranger fans, or I'm sorry, for all you Devil fans out there, I want you to sit back and take a moment. And understand about your team. Okay? Your team started in Kansas City. They were booted out of Kansas City. They came over to New Jersey in 1982. All right? Uh, I'll guarantee you the average Devil fan doesn't even know who their first captain was. Okay? I, I don't know how this has to do with any of the Well, Rangers anyway, or... I'm just letting you know because the Devil fans piss me off sometimes because they want to go This is not... There. Okay, that's fine. It's not a Devil thing, Dad. And by the way, if it wasn't for fucking Scotty Larry Bowman. Robinson... Scotty Bowman. Uh, Scotty Bowman get, winning get the, the cup. Road. Get back on the road, guys. Okay. Scotty Bowman and Jacques Lemaire. Get back on the road. No, it's not Scotty Bowman. It was Larry Robinson. 95 when they won the first cup. They won their first cup in 1995. Their head coach was Scotty Bowman, and their general manager was Jacques Lemaire. Of the Devils? The Devils, yeah. That's not right at all. From looking, uh, Wait, hold on. Yeah, hold on. That's not right at all. No, sorry. The head coach was Jacques Lemaire. Right. And the person that he beat was Scotty Bowman. Okay. Scotty Bowman was the coach for the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit Red Wings, correct. Okay, my bad. I apologize. Go ahead. All right, so back to the curse of the Rangers. Let's okay. Um. Uh, Frank something. He passed away back and forth. Right, yes, yes, yes. I yes. Uh, no, uh, Dutton. Frank Dutton. Frank Dutton. No. What the, the hell his name no, is? The last thing that you said was like uh, something. Yeah, Dutton uh, passed away Red in 19. 19- Dutton. Yeah, Dutton. He, he died in 87, 88. Uh, the curse of the four, uh, 19, uh, 1940 worked in several ways, some of them odd. The Madison Square Garden Corporation found it, uh, found it could make more money when Ringling Brothers, uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus came into the spring. This forced the Rangers and later the National, the NBA, uh, the Knicks, Knicks to use different arenas at the worst possible time during the re- re- respective league's playoffs, which is fucking ridiculous if you think about it. So oh, basically, the, dollar, the Madison, Madison Square Garden said, we can get more money by the circus coming to town. You guys have to find another arena to play in. Even though, you even though you're play, in the playoffs. Even though you play off. Even though you play here. Yeah, and a lot of times what will happen is in a situation like that, say the, say the, the Rangers were playing... The Chicago Blackhawks. So now you're forcing the Rangers to go play Chicago Blackhawks as a home team in the Chicago Blackhawks arena. And who's going to fill that arena up? You're not going to get people. Well, from even New York at that, I mean, there. sit there and they play the the Devils like they have in the playoffs, and you're playing in Jersey. Right. The Devil fans are going to sit there and use that as oh, it's all home games. Yeah. I, I've seen I've seen that before in baseball too, when the Yankees were renovating. You know, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they, they played they, in Chase Stadium. They played at Chase Stadium, and the asshole blew a cannon through and it hit number 410 right in Chase Stadium and defiled my beautiful Chase Stadium. But I won't go there. Um, my God. Uh, at, at the time, it was impossible to configure arenas in a way that would allow a circus and a hockey or base basketball game to take place on the same 
night or day. Uh, hence, the Rangers used the Maple Leafs Garden Toronto's as their home ice in the 1950s Stanley Cup Finals, a move that potentially cost the Rangers that year's Stanley Cup. After the Blue Shirts took a 3-2 series lead on the Red Wings, the NHL cited an obscure rule stating that the deciding game in a Stanley Cup Final cannot be played on neutral ice. Maple Leaf Garden was labeled as neutral because its tenants proper were the Leafs, and Madison Square Garden was still occupied by the circus at the time. Leafs uh, uh, Garden was labeled neutral. Oh, yeah, I just said that. Sorry. Uh, Detroit Olympia was the was thus the venue for the sixth and seventh games, both won by Detroit. Right. In Detroit. Well, and who's good? The Rangers were home. Yeah, the Rangers were home, home but they're in Detroit. They're in Detroit. So you know what? The NHL sometimes plays with itself. Okay. Right. Also, while Dutton was the league president. He oversaw a 43-44 Rangers team that inherited the title that the Americans left behind upon folding uh, of hardest-hit NHL team by World War II. The uh, Rangers asked the NHL for permission to fold until the end of the war because of their best player player service in the armed forces overseas, but the league refused the Rangers' request, and so they finished well back of the other five teams that year. Notably, career minor league goaltender Ken McAuley, uh, gave up 310 goals in the team's 50 games. Wow. Holy shit. That's a yeah, lot. That's averaging eight, eight goals a game. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's a lot. A league record for worst goals against average 6.2 <laughs> a game. 6.2 That goals has a game. stood since. The closest any goalie has come to is equalizing is Greg Millen, who allowed 282 goals in 60 games for the Hartford Whalers 40 seasons later. And after this, we're going to take a short little break because rest in peace to the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> but we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I'm JC3. And I'm Mr. West. And, and this, this episode, episode is brought, brought to you by Dubby. Made by professionals in the USA, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash. No jitters. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, including the patented Neurofactor. Neurofactor. You know what Dubby doesn't give you? Is that? No calories, no, calories. No, sugars, no sugars, no fillers, no fillers, and no artificial flavors. When the raw ingredients arrive to their FDA-registered and inspected facility that strictly adheres to GMP guidelines, they undergo a quarantine while a small sample of each ingredient is taken to test for any impurities, while also being tested to ensure that the ingredients are actually what they are supposed to be and have the proper dosage. And once the ingredients pass all the tests, then they're cleared to get mixed into the formula. So head on over to w.gg and use our offer code is this real pc for 10% off your first order. That's d u b b y.gg and use the code is this real pc for 10% off. They have great flavors such as Galaxy Grenade, Dub Sludge, Pass and Joy Tea, Monkey Madness and Dragonade. My personal favorite is Dragonade. Dragonade right here. I got Dragonade right here. Delicious. Drink Dubby and be better. These products are not intended to diagnose, cure or prevent any disease. Hello, this is JC3 speaking. If you want to know more about Is This Real Podcast and our parent company, Green Hour Media, then visit greenhourmedia.org. You can find and follow all of our social media pages through our website. If you love our content, then you can support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel and our Patreon page. Remember, that is greenhourmedia.org.
welcome back to the Rangers 1940 curse presented by Dubby Energy Drinks. By Dubby. Go to Dubby.gg, punch in the code is this real PC for 10% off all your Dubby products. Yeah, senior. Yes, get your Dubby. Get your Dubby. Get your Dubby, senior. Uh, okay. So back to the Ranger curse. Okay, now the curse of 1940 Denton's curse. Yeah, senior. So. You know, we're, I'm going to spread this episode like butter. We're going to try and get it as far much out as we can. Uh, coming from experience as, as you grew up through... Oh, he says coming. Shut up. Come, uh, uh, as a hockey fan and having a brother who was... Or a family, because most of everybody next door is really big hockey. Except for Mama, who was a Blackhawks fan for some odd reason. Um... They have a cool. They have a cool logo. They have a cool jersey too. You ever that, see the Black uh, yo, Hawk jersey? Their, their I love the Black Hawk jersey. Sick. Their jerseys um, are sick. I'm not gonna lie. To how you. did all this fare as far as like? I know Uncle Keithy had a temper. You think? Yeah. Yeah. He he. he uh, was this like going through all these playoff scenarios? Because as I'm looking through, and I'm not even gonna get into the. The Islander, because there's a whole section dedicated to the Islanders alone (laughs) on this page. But uh, I want to go through all the... uh, How do you hit the search? How do you search a page? You know how to search a page? Wrong, wrong, wrong one. I got it. Whatever. Hold on. So, New York Rangers... Stanley Cup curse. He's looking for the curse of the Stanley Cup. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Rangers. No, no, no. I didn't want to do that. Uh, uh, Rangers. Rangers. Playoff. Playoff curse. History. Because the Rangers do have a historic. Uh, like they've been in the playoffs a lot. Like they have a historic losing streak. In the playoffs since their their thing. Like I just want to get in to the point where where you know. What are you specifically asking? Like, going through the playoffs with Uncle Keith. Okay. And getting... So, I have... When When's the, the, the last time... Like, the first time you remember the Rangers going into the playoffs and, like, Uncle Keith really into it? Every year. See, you gotta understand... But what's the earliest one you remember, though? Because, like, I have... Right now, I have 71. 72. 72, 73, 74. 72, they were being a finals. Um... I would have to say the earliest I can remember would probably be, be somewhere 79, 70, you know, the, the Rangers would make the playoffs, but they would fizzle out. All right, so 78, 79, they won the preliminary round against the Kings, mm-hmm. won the quarterfinals against the Flyers, won the semifinals, which I'm guessing would be at that point the like the conference championship, mm-hmm. and then lost to the Canadians. Right. And, uh, one to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guarantee there was there was a, there was a war in that house, it, especially for this. I remember okay. what he did when we played the Eastern Conference Championship together. I, not so much that Keith got bothered by. Uh, he wouldn't get bothered by the Canadian fans. You know, he respected the Canadians. He, that was, you know, in fact, his earliest days, Keith started as a Canadian fan. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and we have the dollars to prove it. Yeah, he Keith was a very it's big the Irish he doesn't like. The Irish. Keith would then he went on <laughs> to become a Ranger fan and then he, he really like ran with it. He enjoyed it. He loved 
it, it became his life. He enjoyed every aspect of it. Uh, we would go to games together. We, we did a lot together. And, and um, we'd fight. We'd argue. I mean, you saw the videotapes of yeah. him and I going on, on Canadian games. But that was all done with, like, at the end of the game, you know, you pat each other in the back and you go, you know, Devil fans? Oh, well, Islander fans? 1980? From 1980 to 84? You, you couldn't get the Stanley Cup out of, out of the Islanders. They won four consecutive Stanley Cups. And on that team, they had Glenn Chico Resch. They had Billy Smith. They had, I mean, I can go on Dennis Potvin, Jean Potvin. You know, it, it was a war. This team was really good. But Keith would give them all names. Okay. And I do. And the, the, the best name he ever gave anybody was... Butch Goring called him Donkey Kong. So, oh yeah, you know, I mean, and Keith took it to heart, too. Keith was a Ranger fan. These were, you know, screw these Islanders. And then, in 1982, the Devils move in. Uh-oh. Okay. Now you got it. Not only do you have, you already hate the Flyers. You can't stand Boston. Hartford, you felt bad for them because they were, they were, they sucked. Everybody felt bad for Hartford. Okay. Now you, you hate the Islanders with a passion. They're in the middle of winning four cups. Okay, you can't get out of your own way. You just lost the finals in '79. Now come the Devils. Devils really couldn't get out of their own way. They were a fun-loving team. It happened one evening. We were watching a game, and I forgot the name of the Devil player, but he hit Barry Beck number five. Okay, he hit him with a cheap shot, and even I was like, "Oh my God!" Now Barry Beck. If anybody remembers Barry Beck out there, he was. A big, huge defenseman. He literally had a slap shot that would, and he did many times. He would take a slap shot in warmups, and it went right through the net. Okay, Jesus Christ. that's how bad, uh, how how big Barry Beck was, and he happened to be my favorite player of all time, by the way. Well, really? Almost. Yeah, about Gila, to say like Gila the Flying Flores, Frenchman, like no. Gila Floor is my favorite of all time, but Barry Beck had a special. special we met Barry Beck in Hartford. You know. Yeah. Okay. Keith couldn't breathe. <laughs> Well, anyway. All right, so well, let's let's get into the island because the Islanders have their own special section for the, for this Ranger page. Yeah. So uh, the Rangers struggled for several years God, after suckers. World War II. Wow. After the 1950 Finals appearance, they only made the playoffs six times in 17 seasons. Right. No, only six. In 1972, they reached the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time in 22 years, but lost to the Boston Bruins, who were led by Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito. The next season saw the founding of the of an expansion team playing on Long Island, New York Islanders. In 75, the Islanders qualified for the playoffs for the first time and met the Rangers in the best of three preliminary round. They shockingly defeated the Rangers two games to one. Before they went to Toronto and Toronto and Lanny McDonald's late overtime goal beat them. Go ahead. With J.P. Parisi, uh, Parisi. Yep. scoring the series winning goal in overtime in game three. The two teams squared off in the postseason against 79 semifinals, a season in which the rapidly improving Islanders finished with the best record in the league. However, in a stunning upset of their own, the Rangers downed the Islanders in six games to advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. They would lose in the finals to, in five games to Montreal, uh, Montreal Canadiens, who won their fourth Stanley Cup championship in a row. But to be honest with you, I just wanted to just let you know that in that game, okay, the goaltender, John Davidson at the time, let up a goal, and I forgot which player was so pissed off. He went to chop and hit the net, and he missed, and he caught the Achilles heel of John Davidson, basically sending him useless for the rest of the series. Oh, my God. Yikes. The Islanders, 
Yikes. The Islanders won the Stanley Cup to champ. Ah, the Islanders won the Stanley Cup for the first time in 1980, beginning their own streak of four consecutive championships. Their 83 title, won in their the team's 11th season of existence, gave them one more championship than the Rangers had won in their entire 57-year history to that point. Right. During the Islanders' second cup run in 81. Don't think the fucking fans didn't let the Rangers know that. Uh, (laughs) During the Islanders' second cup run in 81, they swept the Rangers in the second round. During that series, Islanders fans taunted the Rangers by chanting 1940. Fans in other NHL cities soon picked up the chant. Moreover, in 82, the Colorado Rockies moved to suburban East Rutherford, New Jersey, and became the New Jersey Devils, giving the Rangers a second rival in the New York metropolitan area. It was also in the 80s in the, in that the idea of a curse of 1940 began to take hold with Red Dutton's death in 87 and the occasional publication of the photograph of the garden mortgage being burned in the uh, mortgage. Yes, I said that. Being burned in the Cubs bowl. It's very interesting that that's the second sports cup to get like an official curse name by the 80s because the, the Bambino one was also like they got dumped in the 80s as well too. Yeah. Uh, well, this again in the eighties, you're starting to get more technology, more people are, are starting more news publication. They had floppy disks, floppy disks, and stuff like that is coming out. So more information is being spread by technology in the eighties than any other time in history. Um, in 1991-92, the Rangers finished with the best overall record in the NHL, earning them their first of three President's Trophies. Uh, President's Trophy, if you don't know, Eric, is the team with the best overall record against the President's Trophy. Is this like the same trophy where like Obama will give you some shit? No. No, it's just called the President's Trophy. Okay. Um, I take a photo with the President or something. (laughs) Congratulations, you did the best for the season. But they lost to the Defending Cup champions and eventual repeat champions, Pittsburgh Penguins in the Patrick Davidson division, or Davis... Divi- uh, sorry, the Patrick Division Finals. Well, I don't know why the fuck I said that. Although the Penguins were defending champions, uh, their victory was hardly a shocking one. And an odd moment uh, came during the third period of Game 4 when the Rangers, with a 4-2 uh, lead, Pittsburgh forward Ron Francis took a shot from the blue line that beat Rangers goaltender Mike Richter. Francis's goal shifted the momentum to the Penguins, who eventually tied the game and won in overtime. The next season, with high hopes, the Rangers finished last in the Patrick Division, largely because of injury due to their star defenseman Brian Leach and the kind of uh, incident many fans uh, ascribe to curse. Leach arrived in the garden in a taxi, stepped out, and broke his ankle when he slipped on a patch of ice, and most ironic injury for a hockey player. (laughs) You're worried. Pretty much. Yeah, and when you slip on ice... You're a hockey player. See, one thing though, dear. That I'll be honest though, that does sound an injury you can attribute to a curse type thing. Right. A lot of a lot of this stuff can be uh, can be attributed to, and it says it right here, uh, the fact that the league was very corrupt. I mean, you you mm-hmm. you know now you, every team is a franchise. You have your own owner. Well, back then, the guy that owned the, 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 James Norris, he owned the the. the, the uh, the Red Wings, he also had controlling stakes in the Rangers and the Chicago Blackhawks. He took all the best players and gave them to the Red Wings. Okay, so that would be the Blackhawks couldn't do nothing and the Rangers couldn't do nothing. So you're not winning during those years. Well, I mean, 
You could say the same thing. I mean, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, the Canadians have the most championship because there's five teams in the league, you know? Well, it has. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you why. They had territorial drafts. In other words, you can only now it's a league-wide draft. Then you couldn't. You can only draft within a 50-mile radius of your yeah, of whatever your league is there. Up in Montreal and Canada and Chicago, and, and those those teams up there, they, they had, had great teams, junior yeah. programs. They had programs that you know people were, Rangers didn't have that. Chicago didn't have that. Detroit didn't have that. That's why the guy was stacking everybody on Detroit. And there's there's so they had they had a significant advantage. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, and that definitely added to this curse because the Rangers couldn't get good players. So. No, I, I I agree to a point. You know, it's like you're sitting there and you, you go into a league as is getting bigger. Within like 20 years, they had 17, 18 teams in the league that you add, and then all these players get spread out, and you're sitting there like, okay. Uh, we couldn't win it before when there was only six. Now we can't win it when there's 17. And a lot of this shit is happening. You have the, 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 the burn in, you know, people bringing up that the, the mortgage being burnt in the Stanley Cup. And then you have, you know, this guy saying, as long as I'm live, the Rangers will not win. And technically, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if any Ranger fans would like this. He kept his promise. As long as he was alive, the Rangers did not win, and he died in 87. And they won in 94. There you go. So he kept his fucking promise. He's a man of his word. He was. So, yeah. Uh, but they, like I said, they did win in 94. Uh, by the 94 season, the Rangers had not won the Stanley Cup in 53 years. In that time, championships have been won in New York. Uh, by the Islanders, who won four, the Yankees, who won 14, the Mets, who won two, and the Giants baseball team uh, won. They won prior to the move to San Francisco. The Dodgers, they won one prior to moving to Los Angeles. The Giants, who won four, four? Well, uh, two NFL championships, two Super Bowls by 1994. Okay. The Jets, who won one, and the New York Knicks, who won two NBA titles. Uh, and uh, and the Nets, who also who won two ABA titles, playing as the New York Nets at that point. Uh, in addition, all five other original six teams had won Stanley Cups since 1940. The Canadians won 20 times. The Maple Leafs won 10. The Red Wings won five. The Bruins won three, and the Blackhawks won once. Right. As had all has had four other post-1967 expansion teams besides the Islanders. The Oilers won five times, the Penguins and the Flyers won twice, and the Flames won once. Now, you... Uh, you know, We're going to take a short little break, and then we'll get into the 94 season. Because I don't want to read about that. I just want to come from your experience from watching that season overall okay. and from that team, because I know that team was like a legendary beast team. <laughs> It's going to be a legendary beast team when you're taking, you know, the Edmonton Oilers and basically just swapping <laughs> uniforms with them. Oh, you bring in a Mark Messier. No you know, shit. you know, Mark Messier knew what he was doing. Okay, you couldn't have bought, you couldn't have brought in a better captain. In fact, in my opinion, in New York sports, he was the captain, the greatest. You can argue with me all you want about, uh, you know, about uh, 
what's his name uh, from the Yankees? That's Derek funny. Jeter. Derek Jeter, oh. great captain. Quintessential. Quintessential. But I'm gonna say that Mark Messier. Well, meant more than the Rangers than Derek Jeter. Okay, meant to the let's Yankees. just put it like this: How many championships did Messier bring to the Rangers? One. How many championships did? Derek Jeter bring to the Yankees. Uh, he didn't bring alone. He had a nice cast around Six. him. So, so did Mark Messier. No, Mark, Mark Messier. Right, he had Brian Leach. First off, hold on. Wait a minute. You're going somewhere where you're not You're not supposed to go. Okay, fine, fine. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. Yes, We're going to take we a will. short little break, and we'll come back and argue about this 94 season. You can argue what you want. We'll be right but back. But it was the end of the curse. We'll be right back. If you liked this video today please click the like and subscribe button and make sure to hit the notification icon to keep up with all our videos. And we're back with the Curse of 1940 of the New York Rangers presented by Dubby! Bye fucking Dubby! Get your Dubby energy drink code W.GG punch in the code IsThisRealPC and get 10% off your Dubby products by Dubby. W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-
in there to win game six and bringing it back for game seven. We feel we can win it, and we feel we are going to win it. Correct. The New York Post and the New York Daily News both carried pages offering Messi as guarantee. We'll win tonight. Rangers co- uh, coach Mike Keenan said on the guarantee, Mark was sending a message to his teammates that he believed together we could win. He put out an amazing performance to make sure it happened. The Rangers fell behind. hat trick, too. That last game. Uh, the Rangers fell behind 2-0, but trailing 2-1 in third period, Messi scored a so natural hat trick. Three like trick shot that he did three, No, no, three straight goals. Oh, no. Oh, unassisted. Shit. Yeah, unassisted. So basically... So he, uh, like, he, like, just... Like in like in, like in basketball terms, he just like got the rebound or whatever, and just, just like took it, it down himself. by himself and just bang, just, just three, just three in a row. Yeah. But Mark Messier is a man amongst men. That's how I, I. So I a hat trick in, in hockey. Man. Yeah, and ha- a hat trick in hockey is when you score three goals. Hat trick. It's called a hat trick. You know yeah. why they call it a hat trick? A lot of fans, at least back then, I don't know. They still do. They they, they not not to the point because hats are expensive now. They a lot of fans sit there and. They throw their hat on the ice. You can't even go goosey in anymore. Goosey yeah, because like, the eggs are eight dollars a goddamn. Yeah, like like they 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 people would throw their hat onto the ice. Might as well just they start raising up. the chickens yourself. Seriously, you got chickens wearing diamond rings now because they're so fucking rich. Anyway, um, you know, to make good on his guarantee and force a deciding game seven. Uh, the curse threatened again in game seven. The Rangers led one zero and looked like as though they were going to advance. And New Jersey's. Valeri Valerie Zukinen. Zupukin. Zukinen. Zalapukin. Zalapukin. Not Zukinen. Dick. Zalapukin. Zalapukin. Scored with 7.7 seconds remaining in regulation to tie the game. Let me me paint the picture for you. Okay. Rangers were going to win this thing. It was predestined to win. You know, it was in the stars. Seven seconds to go. Mercury was in retrograde, right? You could literally, if you would have saw your uncle then, you would have saw a side of, you would have thought the war, the, the house was crashing around him. And, and to be honest with you, we just sat there. Did you think he was in Vietnam again? No, it's the wrong brother. He, he, we, Kevin and I looked at each other in stunned, utter silence. Like, <laughs> they're going to fucking blow this one too. This is impossible to take. Read on. Uh, but in the second over, and there's a second overtime. You have one overtime that starts. It's fifth, 13 minutes long? What, no, what, they played full back the, then. 15 minutes, right? You played till no, you got 20 a, minutes, sorry. 20 minutes. You played till you got 20 a winner. Minute, 20 minute period. You know, when the sport was played by men. Yeah. So it was a full 20 minute overtime period. This was in the second overtime. So basically, they played four four quarter. You know, they played they, one they, 20 minute. They played an entire hockey game and then 40 minutes on top of what they were normally well, playing. Well, I don't know if the second overtime went fully um, 20 minutes. But hockey is split up instead of you know how we football has four quarters, fifty minutes each. Hockey is three quarters, or three periods, twenty minutes each. So they played oh, twenty, 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 and then another twenty. So they played uh, an hour and twenty minutes worth of a game, and then they went to a second per- overtime, which started at twenty minutes. So it's like roughly about two hours of just a little, yeah, a little bit. It uh, but in the second overtime, Stefan Mateau scored the to give the Rangers the game and the series. The Rangers Mato The ra- my toe, my toe. The Rangers moved on to the Stanley Cup finals against the Vancouver Canucks and took a 3-2 lead late in the third period of the deciding seventh game. 
They shot the puck down the length of the ice with seven seconds left, thinking the game was over. The Rangers poured onto the ice in celebration. However, the Canucks touched the puck with 1.1 seconds left in regulations. Uh, regulation. The officials reset the clock to 1.6 in order to face off in the Rangers zone. Messier and Craig McTavish uh, conferred and came up with a gambit to ensure the Rangers win. Both of them deciding that the officials wouldn't call a penalty at such a dramatic moment. Committed infractions on the final puck drop as first McTavish, then Messier whacked and cross-checked uh, Vancouver's forward Pavel Bure. Pavel, Pavel Bure. Uh, as the I, I know, as the team celebrated on the ice before the presentation of the Stanley Cup, Rangers fans in the Garden chanted 1940 as a symbolic end to the curse. Yeah, that was the, that was their way of saying "fuck you all, fuck you all." We did it. We, we are now the champions after all this this heartache and pain that they went through. And you know, normally I would wouldn't care about stuff like that, but I lived through it. I, I lived to see the joy that it brought, Keith. And that was that was amazing, you know. And the whole you know kitchen furniture set that he went through that entire playoff series. Yeah, well, he. he My uncle was the type of person who would sit there if something bad would happen, he would take a chair and beat the fuck out of it. That sounds about right. Yeah. So I I witnessed it, believe me, and it wasn't it wasn't pretty. But Keith led with his emotions. Um, It to me. Did he fuck it? He was the ultimate fan. He didn't fuck it afterwards. He was the ultimate fan. That's Anthony. That's Anthony. Yeah, I know that's I know that's your brother, but I was just and, and, more of a curious. It's been hard now watching Ranger games without him because especially now the Rangers are actually pretty good. You know, yeah, and he, you you just know that he would be there, um, cheering these guys on, living the dream. You know, and it's even hard now when I hear uh, Sam Rosen making a call because it's tough because we live through mm-hmm. Sam Rosen, yeah. you know. So, you know, that's always going to be a piece of history for this family. Uh, but not to bring anybody down, you know, he's he's up there now just watching over this this team. Or he's down there, down here playing with your hair. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I wouldn't sit there and call this a curse. No, I, I don't. I, I, don't, I don't believe this is a curse. Wes, do you think this is a curse after all the shit you heard tonight? No, at one point I fell asleep, so no. <laughs> so, no, I don't, I don't think this is a curse per se. Um, is it sports and how uh, mismanagement of teams? It, it's, I don't even think it's that because I think just it's human error at that point. You know, I think it goes to the same thing, like like how how baseball was baseball and 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 hockey kind of had the same thing. Like you go from having five five to six teams in a league where okay, you know, we're gonna sit here and mostly probably everyone's gonna win a championship if we keep it at six teams. And then you go to 32 teams, and it gets completely, utterly hard to win that way. It's, you know, it's very difficult to win the Stanley Cup now. The same um, thing with baseball now. The it's, talent it's, pool has been watered down immensely. Oh yeah. You know, when you got it, and, it, and, it, and it, the way they got it now, I'm mean, like Gary Bettman came in. He was running basketball. I didn't. I, I'm not a big fan of Gary Bettman. Some of the stuff he's done, like uh, you know, bringing the league into the 20th century. You know, online you can get it online. He's made he's made these guys very very wealthy. So oh, he's yeah. doing his job for the owners. To me, I'm a purist when it comes to hockey. I don't I don't appreciate what he does does for the actual sport. I don't like the fact that now you go into these overtimes of games. Where you know years ago there wasn't overtime. Years ago you ended in a tie. 
you know, your team at the end of the game, your team was, you know, you know, five one one. That means you won five, you know, lost one, and tied one. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that 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 thing that you had to win. But when they went to the point system, every point counted. Now they watered it down so much that you're not playing the sport anymore. What you're doing is at the end of the at the end of the thing, you're you're going to a five minute overtime, and then it's a shootout. Well, that big that's bullshit Whoa. because that comes down to your your no, best, not like guns. It's not best, like they no, take. I know, I know. Okay. It comes down to your best players. You put them on the ice, <laughs> and you got to get lucky. <laughs> so imagine that shit. You turn around, it's like, okay, you're gonna take a weapon here. I'm gonna blindfold you. You're gonna get the 45, and you're gonna get the nine millimeter. That would be more interesting than what they got. You're gonna take ten <laughs> steps, and then whoever gets it gets it. Then duel. That, that one point wins. But no, I, 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 like I said, I don't think this is a curse per se. I think. It through time as more and more leagues progress and get bigger, it is hard. Like take take example of the Canadians, Dad, and he blames it on me. He thinks it's a curse for me because I was born in '95. But the Canadians, like you said, they won 20, 24 Stanley Cups up until 90, 93. So from whenever nineteen nineteen they started or nineteen oh nine when they started to nineteen ninety three, they won twenty four. So basically in almost a hundred years they won a quarter of those Stanley Cup championships. And they, they lost a few too. And they so lost they, a you few. Know, I can, I, I've, I've seen the Habs lose twice in the finals. It's not a pretty picture. I've seen them lose on home ice yeah. uh, to uh, to um, Calgary. Uh, Calgary. But you know what? Calgary had a great again. Speaking to Landy McDonald, Mike Smith. Landy McDonald was the captain of that team. So wasn't Mike? Wasn't there a Mike Smith was on that team too? Safety. I'm not sure. No. Okay. But yeah. So it, it, you know, since '93 though, the Canadians have not won the Stanley Cup. And you're talking now 20 years. 30. It's 30. 30 years. Yeah, 30 years since they've won the last Stanley Cup. So you go from winning 24 in 100 to not winning one in 30. You know, so and and but it's, since, like you, but it's like you said too. It's the, it's their budget too. If they don't have the money for them to expand, it's not. It's not they, even that. I think it's it's more. No, of, it's definitely part of it. You think it's you think it's a money? Th- I don't think the I Canadians do. ever no, no. had a problem with team budgets or anything like that. Because well, the Canadians are look, the Canadians are up there with the Canadian uh, with the uh, um, the Yankees as like a storied franchise. Oh, when yeah. you're talking about one of the most expensive franchises of all, the same thing with the Rangers. The Rangers are up there too. No, I agree. I believe it. You know, any New York area team, regardless of how sucky they are, they're going to be in the billions, especially now. Mm, I don't know if the Rangers are worth it, the billions, but you, you got to understand. You know, he's got the he's got the, the the complex, and he's got the he's got the Rangers, and he has the uh, the Knicks. So, well, and he owns Cablevision. And he owns Cablevision. <laughs> the Rangers. No, he doesn't own Cablevision. Really? He yeah, sold it? They sold it to Altice. I thought he still had um Prague. Oh, so the New York Rangers are, are worth two point two billion dollars. Hmm. I'm telling you, any New York team they're going to be worth No, billion. I agree. That's why the I... Jets, who haven't won a playoff game in ten fucking years, who hasn't been in the playoffs in ten years. That's why they didn't move to Kansas City. Are worth two point five billion. They were they were ready to move to Kansas City to Jets. Yeah. Uh, and and they were told uh, not Kansas City. Another Kansas somewhere, and we thought for sure they're going to move the Jets out of New York, but if they did, you automatically lose a billion dollars. Yeah, like, you're not going to fucking do that. Not going to do that. So like, it, it's but what what it comes down to is when when you expand teams. Now the NHL over the last ten years has expanded to two new cities. They moved LA? to no, no, they moved into Las Vegas, 
and they moved a team Seattle. into Seattle. Now, did they have a team in Portland before, though? Not to my knowledge. No. They never had. A, what about the one team? Um, you're about the, you're, if you're talking about the California Golden Seals. Yeah. Okay, that was California. California. Okay. Um, yeah. So they expanded into two new cities. When you expand something. Like Dad said before, you're diluting the talent pool. You're taking these these players, and now you're adding more into the mix. You're adding more teams for these players to go to, and you're spreading talent pool thin. Now, you know you're sitting here like with the Canadians who have a lot of minor leaguers on their team right now, because I don't know what the owner he's not spending any fucking money, but I think it's been where a the, series the, the Rangers. If you look at their roster. Especially after all the trades now. They're in debt with their salary cap because of all their trades. No, that's what I mean. It's mismanagement. I, I think the NHL is doomed in the long run because of this mismanagement of the of the well, uh, commissioner. Is, well, think about this. Bettman's thinking about putting another team back in Atlanta. <sighs> Bettman needs to just back off. You know what? I know he makes a lot of money for the NHL, but the NHL, for the purists and the fans... You want to put somebody back somewhere? Hartford. Okay, let's go. Let, let's open up the Civic Center again. Let's put a team back in the Hartford Civic Center. Those fans have suffered a long time. You got fans up there that have booster clubs for the Hartford Whalers that need that team. They need to be able to, to, to root for their team. It done a lot for the city. Now, you know, on the flip side, they weren't really supporting them that well. They didn't. There was a lot that they didn't. Well, and you, you have know, at that point, you have a team. In between Boston and the Rangers, right? But and they were beloved. They, they, the people loved them. You know, the Hartford. What other team had their own 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 song? Brass Bonanza. I mean, that, that's that was their own song. You know, so but, yeah. But as far as this, I, like I said, I don't think this is much of a curse as it is. Over the years, league expands, players move. You don't have the players that you had. Uh, you know stuff like that, and I don't think I don't think it's really a curse. Now there's some creepy shit that happens in there, just like any other things. There's some creepy, creepy, creepy. There's it was some the creepiest, creepy, creepy, coincidental things that happen. Well, let's end this episode because you're about to lose him. It's okay. I've been out for a while now. It's, I he's he's never here. It's okay. I've been out for a while now. So <laughs> no, okay. he's always no. Here. I know. I'm joking. No. Like he's here, but his he's, his he mind is somewhere else. No, I had I had I had a long night. One of the Green Arrow <laughs> Media's stalwarts. He's always here, and uh, he's yeah. a good guy. But uh, he's, you're a good guy, Eric. A little That's wacky, you but you know That's we what love you. You're a good guy. We love you you hear that, girls? He's a good guy, and guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, you never know. His number is five five five. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's five five five. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> real quick, I just want to get into this. Um, next week is our season finale. What a finale! Woo! We are talking about the Kennedy curse. Now we talk about the Kennedys a lot, or at least John F. Kennedy in this program. Uh, but next week we're talking about his whole jokes get thrown at him too. Fucking family. Well, he was the most open-minded president. Um, <laughs> you get that, Dad? Going there. Okay, cool. Um, you One get would that. would say he took a bullet for the team. Yes, he did. He took many bullets for the team. <laughs> this is the disrespect hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. One more, one more. 
What? No, 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 one more. We got it. Anyway, okay. here's yeah, what I, we're talking about the Kennedy curse next week, guys. And um, I want to see everybody that's on Green Arrow Media or everybody that's on Is This Real in the booth next week to tackle this important subject. Because like, whether you're whether you're a, uh, whether you're a pope or a Cito, a Cito, whatever a Cito is, okay, or you're a roadblock. Okay, come out of hiding, roadblock, roadblock, wherever you are. I think it, it, it's a very important episode for us all to be here. Okay, and I think it would behoove us to end the season on a bang. Well, just my let's, let's just put it like this: behoove. Um, we thought we thought John F. Kennedy was like... fucked. His family. I'm. I'm just gonna throw it out. I think it was a curse because, like, they, they, whatever whatever magic is happening in the world wiped basically two thirds of his family were like gone. The motherfuckers took the Aztec gold from the Caribbean. Like, I don't know what the father did, but this motherfucker is like it, it's like a chain link fence. It wow. just like. A lot. Joe, the father Joe was a bootlegger. Well, we could talk about that next week. Yes, yeah, we can talk bad. about that next week. Wes, like, that's great. I want to go home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I missed my pillow. Fuck. But, uh, yeah, so you guys have anything add, else to add tonight? No, I'm good. Oh, to me. All right, so uh, <laughs> just remember, everybody, follow us on our TikTok page, Is This Real PC? Follow us on our Instagram page, Is This Real PC? All of our social medias is basically Is This Real PC? Uh, please go follow our uh, what is it called? Our Patreon page is this real? Uh, and then go to greenhourmedia.org Buy a can, hoodie. Where you can find all this information and our spread shop. Buy a hoodie. Buy a hoodie. Buy, buy a, a hoodie. hoodie. Uh, buy Dubby. Yes, buy our Dubby product. Uh, not our Dubby product, but buy Dubby product. Our, our affiliate. affiliate product. And uh, you know, W.GG punch in the code is this real PC and then get your Dubby products for 10% off. Uh, and then, um, what else? That's really it, you know? Everybody say goodnight. Goodnight, all. Oh, yeah, to me. We'll catch you guys next week for a season finale of The Kennedy Curse. Remember, everybody, question everything. Good night. Konnichiwa, bitches. It's Ryu West speaking. If you want to find out more about the Is This Real podcast, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash isthisrealpc or on Twitter at isthisrealpc or on Instagram at isthisrealpodcast, all one word. <laughs>